Hey, it's good to see you today. My name is Philip Thomas, pastor of Journey here in Elgin, Texas. Welcome to our Journey Through Scripture podcast as we go in a chronological order uh, through Scripture. Um, today, uh, we're uh, kind of going to just focus on uh, the, the crucifixion, just on the death of Jesus. Uh, we'll do the burial and resurrection uh, on Tuesday, um, but we're just going to focus on this uh, aspect. Each of the four Gospels um, kind of have different um, observations. They, they bring out different things about um, the crucifixion. Um, there's, there's quite a quite a few different things that are found in, in the different Gospels uh, in this. Um, remember, the Gospels are um, giving a, a message as well. It's not just a historical uh, walk through Jesus's life. Um, they're they're uh, all presenting a different message to a different audience. And so they highlight and bring out um, certain things uh, for that message. Um, and so we see uh, different uh emphasis in each of the different Gospels. So today we're going to be in in Matthew 27, uh, verse 32 through 56, Mark 15, verses 21 through 41, uh, Luke 23, verse 26 through 49, and John 19, verse 17 through 37. So starting off in Matthew, um, one of the things that is common is they all mention this uh, guy named Simon of Serene who is uh, asked to help Jesus carry his cross. Remember, by this time, Jesus has been flogged. Um, he's exhausted. He hasn't slept. Um, his, he's been mocked. He's been beaten. Um, and now he has to carry uh, the cross beam um, up to the, uh, the, the road to Golgotha. So he has to carry it up to this hill. And obviously he is having trouble doing that. And so they pull this guy from the crowd. I mean, can you imagine that you're just sitting there, um, the, this, this guy from Cyrene, and they said, uh, here, help him carry his cross. And now you are forever uh, in history of carrying, literally carrying Jesus's cross um, up, up, the, up to uh, the, the hill of Gol- Golgotha. And so um, Jesus gets there. Um, uh, Matthew talks about how they cast lots for his garments. Um, then there was they do all mention that this a sign was put says King of the Jews. Um, John actually talks about how there was debate about that, um, but that was the charge: is that he claimed to be king of the Jews. And uh, so Pilate had them put that on the cross. He was also crucified there, we see, with two robbers, uh, one on his right, one on his left. In Matthew, um, it then goes right into the mocking that he receives, Um, you know, people coming by because, Crucifixion was a brutal thing. It was a public display. It was designed to inflict um, a lot of pain, but also to to basically be a warning for anyone else that you don't want this to happen to you. Um, and so people could pass by. They could watch this happening, and they would come and they would tell him, "Why can't you get off the cross? You know, why don't you cry out to God? Uh, if you are the Son of God, why don't you save yourself?" Um, all of this mocking. I mean, can you can you imagine? Here's the God incarnate um, just being mocked and ridiculed um, in addition to going through the physical suffering of the cross. Um, then you get to uh, um, verse 45 and 46. 
Um, there was a darkness over the land. Matthew really talks uh, about this. Um, and then he's, uh, Jesus's last words in Matthew um, is, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, uh, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Um, which that is uh, also from a psalm. Um, and again, I believe Psalm 22. Imagine what Jesus is going through. We talked about as he was taking that cup. Not only is he um, taking on our sin, he's taking on the punishment of our sin, which means that he is separated from God, um, that he is experiencing what that means. And so he feels my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Um, now, we know that ultimately God is, does not forsake him, but, but in that moment, that he, he is taking on all the sin that separates us from God. And, and so he was separated from God um, at that time. And that, that's, that's what's behind that phrase. Um, and then you continue, uh, Matthew talks about how the temple veil is torn in two from top to bottom. So there had been a very thick curtain, basically, that would separate the Holy of Holies, where only the chief priest could go in and they'd only go in, you know, at certain times and things like that. It, it broke that. So sim- symbolic of now there is that we all can approach the throne of God. We all can uh, go to him to, to ask for forgiveness uh, and to receive forgiveness. Um, then uh, you, you see uh, the uh, earthquakes. Um, Matthew talks about how there were people that the, the, the graves opened up and people walked out of the graves, the spirit, their spirits. I, who, who knows? I don't know. This is a powerful moment. That's what Matthew is kind of showing is that this is a supernatural moment that is happening here when Jesus, Jesus dies. Um, the, the darkness covers the land. Um, all, all of these things that uh, make it clear this was not just an ordinary person. And then one of the things that we see in all the different gospel accounts is that the centurions that were close to Jesus um, said they feared greatly, saying, truly, this was the Son of God. Um, again, they recognized, okay, something different about this guy. Um, then uh, we, we see in Mark chapter 15, verses 21 through 41, um, we see a very, very similar Simon of Serene, uh, king of the Jews, um, he, he cries out in, in Mark, just like he does in Matthew, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Um, so Matthew, uh, Matthew and Mark are very similar um, in their uh, telling of the crucifixion. Um, and then we get into Luke chapter 23, verse 26 through 49. Um, Luke has a little bit more interaction with Jesus, Jesus talking a little bit more. Um, it's at this time, again, we have Simon of Serene. Um, but as Jesus is walking through the crowd to carrying his cross, right, he comes across some of the women. Uh, we know that his mom is there. Um, the, the women that followed him, they were also mentioned in Matthew and Mark. Um, and they are mourning and lamenting. And Jesus turns to them. Isn't it amazing? He has compassion on them um, in this moment, even though he has been beaten, he has been flogged, um, he has tried to drag his cross and is about to be crucified. He still has compassion on them. Um, and he kind of gives an interesting 
words. He, he um, do not weep for me, um, but then he says, weep for yourselves. And it, it seems to be that he's talking about what will come in the fall of Jerusalem. Um, so some of the things that he mentions um, uh, will be experienced. Um, and and so it, it's kind of interesting that he's, he's saying, listen, you you too will, will don't mourn for me. You, you too will have to bear your own cross. Um, I, and I think that's, that's important for us to remember, you know, um, the way of the cross, the way of Christ is not easy. Um, we ultimately um, have to, to pick up our cross and follow him. That means we are going to go through difficult times as well, just as he is going through this and will complete this suffering. Um, we will have to go through suffering as well. Um, then uh, as he is crucified, um, crucified among the, the criminals, um, and he's again being mocked and ridiculed, he looks in uh, one of the most powerful lines in all of Scripture, Jesus looking from the cross um, and saying, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they do. I mean, again, it, imagine and what an example for us, for those people who are uh, uh, treating us unjustly, who are um, hurting us. Are we willing to forgive? Um, and it doesn't mean that there's not accountability. It doesn't mean that we just um, allow uh, anything to be done to us, um, but we can never lose that um, heart of forgiveness. Um, and Jesus shows that in, in truly amazing, uh, amazing ways. Um, then uh, in Luke, you also have the encounter with the, the two thieves. One of them is blaspheming and making fun of Jesus. The other uh, rebukes him, verse 40 um, of Luke chapter 23. But the other answer and rebuked him saying, Do you not even fear God, seeing that you are under such the same condemnation? And we are uh, uh, just, we justly, for we receive the due reward for our deeds, but this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said to Jesus, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said to him, Assuredly, I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. Right? So again, kind of this, um, this even Jesus pointing to the fact that there, there is going to be something that happens in the afterlife, right? That there is a, there is a judgment, that there is an account, um, but that we can be with him. Um, forever as well as he assures the thief on the cross who recognizes that there's something special about Jesus and recognizes that he is Lord. Um, and then the end of uh, uh, Luke has a little bit different of what Jesus says. It says uh, the temple, um, uh, the veil is torn in two. Cried out, Jesus cries out in a loud voice. He says, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Um, and then again, you have a centurion, centurion saying, surely this was a righteous man. So Jesus um, is willingly giving up his spirit for us. Um, they are not taking it. He is willingly giving it up. Um, in John chapter 19, verses 17 through 37. Um, again, we have uh, we have a little bit more interaction with the sign. Um, um, many of the uh, the Jews they, they didn't like this. They said uh, the chief priest said uh, to Pilate in verse twenty one, "Do not write King of the Jews," but that he said, "I am King of the Jews." 
right? So that that's really interesting. Like they, they didn't want the sign up there, King of the Jews, because they didn't want to be associated with him. Um, they said, you, you can put on there that he said he was King of the Jews. And it's very interesting to me if Pilate just answered what I've written, I've written. It's basically like, shut up, you peons. I'm the one in charge here. But it shows you that there's something going on with Pilate. I mean, he, he still does the wrong thing, but he knows there's something about this Jesus guy um, that that is different. And, and he wasn't man enough to follow on conviction. Uh, he decided to give in to the crowd, um, but he does recognize there's something going on here. Um, now, now, here you have Jesus. Um, again, the, the women are there at the foot of the cross. It appears that John is there. The other uh, gospels do not show this. Um, and um, Jesus is speaking to them and he said, woman, behold your son. And then to, to the disciple, behold your mother. Um, basically, he's saying, please take care of my mom. Um, you know, again, so Jesus caring for others, even as he is going through such suffering. Um, and then uh, Jesus's last words um, from uh, John, or he says, I thirst. Um, that's whenever they're offering him uh, a mixture of wine and vinegar. Um, and then Jesus uh, took that and he said, it is finished, right? That this is completed. Again, this, this idea that um, this wasn't done to Jesus. He allowed this to be done and he was doing it for a purpose. It is now finished. Um, and then the end of John, uh, the account there in John chapter 19, starting in verse 31, um, they wanted to get the bodies off of the, um, you know, off the cross on Friday before Saturday. So this would actually be before Friday evening. The Sabbath actually starts on Friday evening. Um, so they wanted them off the cross. Um, and because the cross normally took hours and hours and hours, sometimes days for the person to die. Um, cause ultimately you died by suffocation. You, you'd fall down and you can't breathe. You have to lift yourself up to breathe. Um, so again, all of that just causes agony. Um, and, but you could do it for a while. Um, but that's why they were broke the legs of the uh, criminals um, so that they could not push up and they could not get a breath. Um, that's why that they, they would die. And Jesus um, had already died. And so they pierced his side um, to make sure. Um, but we know that no bones were broken. And, uh, and, and again, that fits with an Old Testament prophecy and scripture. So we're going to stop there. Um, again, just reflect on that uh, gruesome scene of what Jesus went through for us. And he did that for you. Um, and now uh, on Tuesday, we will look um, at his burial and resurrection. So um, read the rest of Matthew 27, Mark 15, Luke 23, John 19. And then we'll get into Matthew 28. The resurrection, Mark 16, Luke 24, and John 20, the first parts of all of those chapters, as we'll do the, the burial and the resurrection on Tuesday. All right. Have a great weekend.